said, right, Pastor Lynn says, a quiet church is a dying church, and feedback is the breakfast of champions. Have you ever heard that? Feedback is the breakfast of champions, and I don't know about you, but I haven't had breakfast yet, so I need a really good, hearty breakfast, because on mornings like this, I usually want to throw up, so I don't actually eat breakfast. I just avoid it at all costs, because it gets me nervous, and it's something that makes me afraid, and I'm nervous and afraid, but I know that God has called me to do it. So sometimes things that make us nervous or they make us anxious or fearful, we still do it because God is calling us to step out in that, right? To step out and to know that he's going to be on the other side. Maybe walking into church today made you want to throw up a little bit inside. Maybe it's been 10 years and you never thought it could happen after the last church. Or maybe inviting somebody in your class to church or sharing your faith with somebody or being in the position at work that you're in. Whatever it may be, it might make you feel a little fearful, a little bit anxious, right? But just know that you can step out and trust that God is with you, that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. And that's not the word for today, but I just felt to share that with you. So whoever that was for, we're going to dive into the word this morning. And I'm excited because I love the local church. My heart is for the church, for God's kingdom, for growing his ministry, and I'm so honored and privileged to get to be here with you all this morning, and this morning, I felt the call of God to talk to you about release, about release. Turn to your neighbor and say, release. Release. This morning, today, is the last Sunday of 2019. Can you believe it? It's the last Sunday. It is our last church service of 2019. It's the last time that we will gather together as a church in this year. And while that kind of makes me sad inside and I get a little bit sad, it's also good, right? While there are many lasts, there also are many new beginnings. So we're coming into a new year. And my heart is that I don't want us to walk into 2020, to walk into this new year carrying the same things from the previous year, carrying the same weight, carrying the same insecurities, carrying the same things and offenses that happened to us. But my heart is that we would go into this new year not carrying that, that we would release it to God. So this morning, God has sent me on mission to the 1015 service to tell you to release. We have to release what's in our hands to allow God to release what's in his hands. Amen? To allow him to receive the blessing in our life. It takes courage to let go of where we are and reach for what's ahead. It takes courage. And this morning, I want to talk to you about two different types of releases. So for all of our note takers, you can pull out your phones, whatever you're taking notes on. We're a note-taking church. So this morning, point number one is that we need to be released from. We need to be released from. I don't know if you've noticed, but if you've been in Flagstaff approximately five minutes, you've noticed that there's a lot of construction happening, right? There's always some sort of change happening in Flagstaff. We're adapting. We're growing rapidly. So they're trying to keep up with it, always having construction. And on the corner of Route 66 and Woodlands Village by the Athletic Club and by Doubletree Inn, right, they were doing a lot of construction. There used to be just one lane where you could turn left. You guys with me? There, you, there could be just one lane to turn left. So then only one car could go at a time. But they expanded the road. They made it bigger. So now two cars can go and turn at the same time. And I just thought, 
Brilliant. I love it. I love what you're doing here. Flagstaff is a great idea. So they made this, but some people were so stuck in their old ways that they would go in the middle of the two lanes and I would say, Lord bless them. And they would not, they would completely take away the opportunity for two people to turn. They would just be right in the middle of the two lanes. And I was like, they're taking away the chance for the road to be used for the purpose it was intended to be. Do you see where I'm going with this? They were so stuck in their old ways. They were so stuck in how it used to be. They couldn't let it go that they took away the opportunity for other people to go. And that's what a lot of us do as well. We hold on to what's happened to us. We hold on and we won't let it go. And then we make decisions for the future based on what the fact of what happened to us in the past instead of allowing God to transform us in the place that we are right here. We have to release. We have to let it go. Whatever somebody said to you, whatever somebody did to you, however they hurt you, God is calling us to release it to him, to let it go. And something that we have to be released from in the world that we live in is offense. Because in a world where we can and we do get offended by a million things every day, we can't let it attach to us. We can't let offense hold on to us. We can't live an offended life. As Christians, that's not what God intended for us. He doesn't want us to live like that. We have to let it go. We can't take the bait. In fact, in Scripture, the word offense, the Greek word from that means bait. That's what's used to lure the animals into the trap, right? And that same thing happens with offense. We get caught in the trap, and we get caught in this cycle of offense, and we need to learn to let it go and drop it. Because the quicker we let go of offense, the more free we are going to be. The quicker we are let go of offense, the more free that we are going to be. And you see, Jesus was no stranger to offense. People were constantly trying to offend him and trap him into offense. In 1 Peter, it says that they hurled insults at him. And do you know what he did? It says that he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He didn't entrust his life. He didn't give his life away to some opinion, to some false accusations, to what people said about him. But he entrusted his life to the person who was in control of his life. And we're all going to have to learn to let go of offense, how to release offense, and it's a process. But we have to release what's happened to us in order to move to the next level. Turn to your neighbor and say, release. We have to release. Because soon enough, what happens is we carry one thing, and then we carry another thing, and then life happens. And this is life. This is something that happened to you that got you offended. And you held on to it. And you didn't let it go. So now you're holding this offense, but people are actually okay with holding an offense because they're fine with it if they can function with their dysfunction. So we hold it, and we don't have full mobility. We can't do everything we want to do, but We can do most of it, right? I like probably couldn't pick up this cup and drink, but I can kind of do some other things. I don't have full mobility, but I'm going to, I don't want to let it go, right? What they did to me, 
what they said about me. I, I, can't, I can't let that go. And then what happens is life happens again. So another thing happens, right? You lost the job. Your child is a wreck. Things happen. And your hands start to get so full and you're carrying these offenses. And you're carrying them and you won't let them go. And you're holding on to them and life keeps happening to you. And what happens when you carry things that you were never meant to carry? And God says, it's time to release that. It's time to let that go. But we say, no, I can't let that go. How my family never believed in me. How I lost that child. How this trauma happened to me. I can't let that go. It's too painful, right? And we hold on to it. And now this is comfortable. This is comfortable. Having bitterness in my life. Having unforgiveness in my life. Having anger in my life. Blaming other people for what happened to me. This is comfortable. This is easy. And now instead of releasing things, I'm more accustomed to catching things. And now you see what happens is you catch, oh, no, you catch offense, right? You catch, oh, I don't dodge it. When offense comes at me, I want it. Oh, no, 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 no. I need that. I need that offense. And this is how silly we look, right? Because we go around chasing an offense. And we're running after, and we can't let it go. Hey, Joy, can you bring that to me? Joy, can you bring that to me? Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Joy, for helping me hold on to my offense. (laughs) She's like, I should have never come. (laughs) We hold on to these things, and then we always, I promise, will find people that remind us of our offenses. Joy had to be close to me. She had to be in my circle to remind me of how I was offended. We will always find people that remind us of our offenses. And now we're living our life, and this is what our soul starts to look like. It's filled to the brim, and we're exhausted, and we're frustrated, and we don't understand why. But our hands are so full, and we won't release it, and we won't let it go. And we're living our life like this, but... God says, I'm a God of grace, amen, and he's a good God. So he says, I want to give you good things, and I want good things to come your way, but my hands are so full. If someone were to throw me something, I wouldn't even be able to catch it because my hands are so full of myself. But God is a God of good, and he's a God of grace. And then you remember, right, the Bible says to cast your cares upon the Lord, and that takes energy. So you have to cast your cares upon the Lord and let it go. And you have to release it. And it says in Ephesians 4.31, Ephesians 4.31, it says Paul writes this. And, you know, I like Paul. I don't know if anyone's with me, but I like Paul because Paul had a past. And if a lot of us are being very honest in this room, we can say that we also have a past, that we've done things that were not proud of, things that we're ashamed of, and that was Paul. He was killing Christians. Paul was killing Christians, and God completely transformed his life. He changed his life, but he had to release his old patterns. He had to release his old ways of thinking, his old thoughts. He had to release the habits of his everyday life. He couldn't live like that anymore. 
He had to release it, but I'm wondering, is our past still our present? Is what you went through, is the past that happened to you and your old habits, your old thoughts, is that still how you're living today? Our past should not be the present. So it says, Paul writes in Ephesians in verse 31, it says, get rid of, release all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Somebody say, instead. Instead Instead means that you can trade it. You can trade your sorrow for his joy. You can trade your anxiety for his peace. And I don't want to stand up here and say that it's easy because I know that it's not easy. Some things are really hard to let go of. Some things are really hard to release to God because I hate I hate what happens to people when they're children, when they're young, things that have happened to them that are beyond their control, trauma that people have gone through. I hate how it, how it affects people. And Pastor Landon shared it as part of his sermon last Sunday at Arger Auditorium that his friend and my uncle had passed away. And he passed away from a heart attack a week ago last night. And it was a week ago, and it hurts no less. And it's awful, and we don't understand it. And there's things that we go through, things that I know so many of you have walked through. Trauma, hurt, loss that you've walked through and you've experienced, and it's hard to let it go. Because we don't understand it, and we don't know why it happened. But God is saying, I want you to trust me. There are relationships and there are people and there are offenses that you need to release, that you need to let go because I have something better for you. He wants us to let it go because our what happens to us is not a punishment, but it's actually a platform for God's glory to be shown in our life. What happens to us is all for his good, for his glory, and he's saying, release it. Because I have something better for you. There are too many people who their main issue isn't that God won't do more in their life, but it's that they won't let go. This is what Paul is saying to us. And I want you to write this down. If you can release what's in your hands, then God can release what's in his hands. If you're able to let it go, to release what's in your hands, what you're holding, like I held those balls earlier, if you're able to release that and give that to God, then you can walk into this new year and God will be able to release what's in his hands. Because we know that he would be an irresponsible father if he tried to toss something to us, right? But our hands were so full of ourselves. If our hands were so full of our own offenses, our own pride. If our hands were so full, we wouldn't be able to catch it. So he's saying, I want you to release. Let me carry your anxiety. You don't have to carry it anymore. Let me carry your depression, your worry, your doubt. You don't have to hold it all because God can carry it. It reminds me of this verse in Hebrews 12:1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off, let us release 
every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So we need to release it. And we need to be released from something. And maybe you're at that point. You said, okay, I've let it go. I've released it. It's my past. I'm not dealing with it anymore. I've let it go and I've given it to God. So now what? And that's our second point is that God is calling us to be released to something. Once we've been released from, we can be released to. And sometimes then we get afraid or we get anxious and we say, I don't think I can do that, right? I don't think I can be a foster mom. I don't think I can own my own business. I don't think I can have these children. I don't think I can do this. And we get afraid, right? But God is saying, step out and trust me. Can I really manage this, we think? And I've heard that saying, I've even said it myself actually, new levels, new devils. Has anyone heard that? I've said it myself and I get it, it's a good saying, but I get it because it means the higher you go up with God, the more the enemy will try to attack you and the more he knows who you are. But in that statement, I'm realizing it almost glorifies the devil because higher levels, higher devils. And it almost says, no, 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 I don't wanna go too high because then he'll really know who I am. But let me just help you with that. He already knows who you are. He knows who you are. And who has more protection on a battlefield? A new private enlisted soldier or a five-star general? Who has more people surrounding him, protecting him, the new private or the five-star general? Because the truth is the higher levels means higher angelic protection over your life. It means higher angelic participation in the assignment that God has given you. So you don't have to be afraid to step into that, to what God wants to release in your life. You don't have to be afraid because the higher you go, the more God trusts you, the more he gives you these assignments, the more angelic participation, the more angelic protection around you and your family. Like Elijah, when his servant came out and he said, oh my gosh, the Assyrians are surrounding us. They're invading, what are we gonna do? And he said, just relax. Lord, open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he saw the chariots of horses and fire surrounding them. Because the higher the call in your life, the higher the assignment, the higher amount of angelic protection around your life. So don't be afraid to dream big. Don't be afraid to ask big, to believe big. Because God can do it. Because I'm not going to back down or sell out or give my life right. My God is too good. My calling is too great to waste our life. Our God is too good to waste our life on things that don't last. To hold these offenses, to hold these burdens, it's not worth it. This morning, God is calling us to release. He's calling us to let it go, to be free. Because the quicker we let go, the more free we are going to be. This morning, I want you to walk out with a newfound confidence, a new excitement for 2020, for this year, not worried, like, what is this year gonna look like? But that you're excited, and that you know that God is with you, that he will never leave you, that he's on your side, he's fighting for your behalf. 
and that you can leave the past, you can release it, and you can move on to the next level. So if you would bow your heads, we're gonna pray. God, I just pray right now over every heart, Lord, that they will walk into this new year, God, knowing that you are on their side, knowing that you hold them in your hand, God, that you are capable, God, and we trust you, Lord. I pray that we would release right now, God. People are thinking of situations. People are thinking of different people in their life, of family members. They're thinking of something, an offense that happened to them right now. God, bring it to their mind. And they're releasing it. In Jesus' name, they're releasing it right now to you, Lord. We release it, God, so that you can release what's in your hands. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. As we transition into worship with our giving, I just pray that you would watch this video. We're going to watch our Bridge Builders video and that you would just are excited to leave and go out into your workplaces, go back into your homes because you have that confidence knowing that you've released it, that you've given it to God and he will release his blessing over your life.